0: Uh, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Um, good afternoon, good day, good day. Maybe it's tea time. I don't know. Uh, this is Victoria Warfel with Dream Dogs, and I am a professional dog trainer who happens to specialize in service dogs. I mean, we do a lot of pet dogs and behavior modification too, but my specialty is service dogs. Why? Because I have one. I've had many, many. Well, I have three. Because <laughs> I need one. Um, And it all goes back to when I was 19 years old and diagnosed with um, dysautonomia. So yay for me. Um, But because of that, whenever I found my first dog, I trained her up as a service dog. And she was amazing and life-changing. So as I got into being a professional dog trainer, most people get into professional dog training because they have that one dog who's a pain in the butt. That's not my story. My story is I trained up my own service dog, and it all kind of went from there. People who had service dogs came up to me. He, people who wanted their dog to be as good as a service dog came up to me. It was pretty nifty. So uh, so here we are doing this professionally now and helping uh, hundreds of people get their dog better, get their service dog that they need, uh, decide if a service dog is right for them, and so on and so on and so on. It's the best life, and I'm so blessed to have it. So yay me. I mean, yay you for being here. Thank you. So our website is dreamk9.com that's a letter K the number nine.com um, Dream Dogs, Central Florida dog training and we also have Hope Service Dogs which is our 501c3 nonprofit that we formed this year. Um, and so we're getting that going. right now we're doing two out of the four parts of our mission statement. so I'm pretty happy about that as well um, and to see where just everything leads to. So, hi, Terry's here. She says, busy day for you. You (laughs) gotcha. Kim says, hello. Hi, Kim. And Kathy says, hello from Kathy. And Jada and Chloe and Larissa's on. Hi, Larissa and Finn. Larissa and Finn had a nice big outing today, which is awesome. Um, So did Jenga. We were debating. uh, Today's Karen's birthday. So we were going to Disney. Uh, She was actually at Disney yesterday. So I'm like, do you want to just stay here and save yourself two plus hours worth of driving? So she stayed here the night. Um, And then we took off this morning. Our goal was to get on the road by 7. We got on the road by 7.40. It worked. Uh, And debating on who to bring. It was either going to be Candy or Django. Candy usually comes. Um, She was just at Magic Kingdom last week with Loki whenever he was here. Loki from Colorado. Um, But Django's never gone to Disney. He doesn't even go to Universal. He went to Universal once when he was two and a half months old before I went to Nikopo Gold School with him. And that was it. And it was raining. So we ate out. That was his first restaurant. Um, and we did the carousel twice. <laughs> and then it rained. And so we kind of stayed under covers. But that, that's it for, for Django with the parks. So we brought Django and it was a long day. Um, but he did very good. He had a lot of firsts. It was his first time putting booties on, his first time wearing booties. Uh, it was his first trip to Disney. We went to Magic Kingdom and to Epcot, uh, real quick at Epcot, just so Kieran can get her pass holder coasters, and Rich could get our pass holder magnets. So they parked me um, by Spaceship Earth, and they went back and got what they needed while I worked with Django a little bit, which was super. Uh, so it wasn't like we were there forever. We were just like popped in and popped right back out of there. So we, uh, we did that. So he had booties on, Magic Kingdom and Disney, his first time on a monorail, his first time working with me in the wheelchair. Uh, so it was, it was a pretty hectic day for him, and I wanted to share something with you that happened with him. And what happened with him, um, we got to Magic Kingdom first and we went back and I asked Karen if she wanted to do Pirates of the Caribbean. And she's like, yeah. So her and Rich and Holstein went on. But I didn't want Django's first ride to be pirates because it's dark and there's the water cannons and there's some drops and they have to down in water. And I know for error, that was never his favorite. So I didn't want to take Django for his first real ride to do pirates. You know, it was just enough to get there and, and, you know, enjoy the day with him. So so they did that and I, I kinda of waited out there. And whenever we were done, we went over to Picos Bill's tavern, I think it is. It's like Rich's favorite place to eat because you order whatever. Um he they both got nachos and then you go to the toppings bar and you put all the toppings in the world on it. So that's his absolute favorite restaurant in I think all of Disney to go to because of that. Now it was better before when they included guacamole on the bar. They don't do that anymore, but still it's pretty cool. So we um so so we went we're gonna probably go there to eat so after we left pirates he's pushing me and i'm not feeling great i'm really feeling terrible so i said how about you know or they said you know rich said he wanted to eat we had none of us had had breakfast my alarm went off at 6 30 this is probably around just about noon i'm um, at this point so i'm like yeah let's let's stop if you want to go here let's go here And uh, and he's pushing me in, and Django starts like flipping around. Instead of walking at my side and heel, he starts like flipping around, trying to jump up into my lap, and just being weird. I don't know what was going on with him. So he was just being weird, and I um, I took him, and they went up and ordered, and I just went to a table and got him under a table. And he 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 was calm, like it was just that little bit of weird, and I like I said, I don't know what was going on with it, but he um, he was good afterwards. Okay. Then it happened another time. Where were we? I don't know where we were, but he was just like I said. Instead of walking at heel at my side, he just his goal was to get on. He flipped out his instead of being parallel with me, he he was perpendicular to me, and he's trying to get up into my lap again. Was we're talking um, and we're sitting. Care, I had my Apple Watch on. Now, one of the nice things with Apple Watch is it monitors your pulse rate, and it records it. Yeah. So I go and I check my pulse rate, and it had gone from 11 to 11.15. 11. I was totally wrong about the times before because we they got done with Pirates around 11-ish, 11.10, something like that, 11.08, I think, is whenever Karen was about to call me and she saw me because she looked at her watch. Um, But during that time period, anyway, my pulse got down to 38, and then it shot up to, like, 168. (laughs) Really fun, right? Um, So we wondered afterwards if maybe he could sense it, and he didn't know what it was that was going on, because usually when I'm good at home, um, if I lay down on the bed, he comes up and he lays right beside me, like, Full body right beside me, or he lays on top of me. Um, One of his things after after I eat, if I'm not feeling good and I lay down, is he usually will lay um, so it's like deep pressure therapy on my stomach, which apparently is why they use the compression hose is to stop the blood pooling in your stomach. So it kind of makes sense, right? Um, But yeah, that that was like the weird thing. Oh, and then he didn't like seeing the. There was the big horse, a big black horse that they had was pulling um, a streetcar down Main Street while we were sitting there. And he saw the horse and he was like, I don't know what to do with that thing. Um, But he saw there was a black lab who worked there, you know, a um, a, a canine uh, um, officer dog. Um, He saw him and the dog, I guess, was just watching and watching and watching R2 go by and R2 ignored him. So that was good. Uh, We saw a golden retriever with a tail that was dyed pink. Um, we saw while they went into Starbucks, Rich and Karen, um, Django and I waited out at the curb. So we didn't have to like wheel me into Starbucks and everything. I just waited there with Django and was working him, which is when he saw the horse. Um, but while we were doing that, we saw three service dogs or service dogs in training walk by and they saw each other and they did fine. Um, we saw when we took the monorail over to Epcot, it swoops you through like the front half of Epcot, which is pretty cool. And as we were looking out, I saw a German shepherd. Um, It looked like a service dog out there. And then we got our stuff at Epcot and as we're leaving, because there's a lot of construction going on at Epcot right now. All those towers that were in the front and the big pretty fountain and the big um, like garden area that they always doll up, that's all gone and it's under construction. So it's kind of meh right now. So as we're leaving, there's a woman there with a stroller with two white puffball dogs. What happens as soon as the dog sees our dogs, because Holstein and Django walking side by side leaving, the dogs start, and if they would not have been harnessed into the stroller, they would have jumped out and come after my dogs. I mean, it was nice that there was two of them, so Django and Holstein could each have had a snack, she said sarcastically, because our dogs wouldn't have done anything, but... That was inappropriate and the woman just didn't know what to do. Shh 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 pet right what's that gonna do? It's gonna make him wanna do it again. You're rewarding that behavior. Um if I was Disney, I would have asked the dogs, you know, asked her to take the dogs out of there at that point. But um because there was no coming back from it as we're exiting the park, as we're walking towards the monorail, we could still hear the dogs barking. But our dogs just kind of looked and was like, why are you acting that way? We don't act that way out in public. So I thought that was pretty good, too. Um, but, yeah, so his first trip went well. There was no problem with the booties. And that was a big thing because he's never worn booties before. I've never put them on him before. Um, he's getting better with his nail trims. You know, I wait for him to offer it to me. I'm offered the foot to me before I... Um, I do it. I don't grab it and force. I, I make him hand me his foot. So for some dogs that works out well. For others, not so much. Um, I'm going to tell you a story. It's how we got Arrow to give his um, his foot real nice for getting the nail trims. Whereas with Zoe, our old girl Zoe, we um, what did we do with Zoe? I used a lickety stick, which is kind of like do you guys know roll on deodorant. It's kind of like roll on deodorant, if instead of deodorant it was a treat. So she would lick, 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 and I could do her nails, and she didn't care as long as she was eating something. So guess what? They don't make lickety sticks anymore. So unless I'm feeding her something or she's licking out of a Kong, she keeps pulling her foot away constantly. So last week, whenever everyone was getting their nails, did, I had to have Rich hold her on the table because she was just flipping her foot away constantly. So the people who want to... You know, like, let's just use food and feed him the whole time. Like, it doesn't always work. So with Django, when he was a puppy, he'd fall asleep on me or he'd be in that half-asleep state and I'd do them. Well, he got to where he absolutely hated having his nails done and he didn't want to go to sleep on me because he was afraid I'd do his nails. So we stopped doing it that way. And instead, what we do now is we... Uh, we basically ask, tell him what's going on, ask him for permission, take, you know, when he hands the foot, we do it. And then he has a yum treat afterwards. I don't show it to, well, I could show it to him, but I don't, like, tease him with it. I don't have him eat it while I do his nails. He knows I have to do a whole foot before he gets a couple treats. And what do I use? I use Stella and Chewy's, the freeze dried kernel things, pieces. It's like the toppers, you know. So we use those. And he loves those so much, and that's his special when he gets his nails done. Um so you know after all that I'm like he gonna be with booties and I used Oh Chiffon Winter makes her own lickety sticks. That's awesome. Um because yeah, they were a pretty cool toy, and then I found a retreat and then I you know for dispensing it out, like like I think like so many licks with so many calories. But um but they were pretty cool. I really liked them and, and make them apparently a ball came out and like choked a dog or could have, so they just stopped. Which, I mean, I understand it, but it was still a really cool idea. And I guess camping stores sell tubes that you can fill up, but I'm not going to do that. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to just give her a Kong. So one of the things I've done sometimes with, with Zoe, because I'm like, she's 14, 15 years old, you know, like I'll flip the, one of the um, blue, uh, blue nine platforms, places, you know, upside down, then there's holes, and I will stick a Kong in there. Oh, no, I'll just put it on top of it. I don't know. I'll do something to it. Like, if I looked at it, I could tell you. But I'll stick a Kong in there, and she can go to town on that while I do her nails. But still. Uh, Kathy says, we have the girls lay down, do the nails, and they get the treats afterwards. It took work, but it's easy now. That's it exactly, Kathy. So we have muzzles in all different sizes. We have a grooming table. And I like to start there. I'll start, depending on how long the nails are, I'll start with the clippers. We use Miller's Forge, the orange-handled, bigger ones. Unless the dogs were little, then we use the red-handled ones. Um, And then we will use the Dremel, and I just got a new Dremel. It's the micro Dremel with a diamond, $150 diamond tip on it. (laughs) But it's supposed to be lifetime, so if it's lifetime, it'll be worth it. Um, And actually, group class this Saturday, guys. What are we doing in group class this Saturday? We have a very special event plan, and what we're going to do is a grooming nails demo how-to along with normal group class. So we'll have some stuff set up and um, Sue can't get the diamond head onto the Dremel. Uh, Let me send you a pic. Well, actually, I know I know what the problem is, because there's a lock on the top of the Dremel. You have to push it in while you're taking stuff in and out. So if you want to just bring it over, we can take care of it. So Uh, just get it charged up because you can charge it up without that on it. Um, But, yeah, you have to like push the lock to open it and unscrew it and do it, and it's a little bit weird, unless you've done them before. Um, and even then, you're still like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we have, uh, so that's gonna be what we're gonna work on this Saturday in group class, and then we're gonna not have group class for the next two weeks, because I'm gonna be at uh, Nipapa Silver in Missouri. And one of the questions I've got from people, and I think it's hysterical, Um, But the question is, why are you going to need Popo Silver again? Didn't you graduate? Yeah, I graduated basically with honors. But you're telling me you think I learned everything that I could learn from Bart and Michael in those five days. Oh, heck no. I know I'm going to pick up different things. I know I'm going to learn more. I know just being around so many awesome creative people is going to help inspire me to be a better dog trainer. And they're my friends, and I want to spend time with them all. So I'm going to go for school again. Karen's going for the first time. She has been studying up a storm because you do have study material ahead of time. Um, so she has been studying up a storm uh, and, you know, getting all ready for it. So she does really good with it. So we I love it. It was great. Uh, Rich wants to go next time. So I should be able to go next time as well. Um, But it's totally worth it and it's totally worth it since they offer you can go back at no extra cost at this point. Like, yes, please, I'll do that. Um, Kim says she goes every chance she gets, right? Like, I don't understand people who don't. You know, like, I've been waiting for this and waiting for this because I really am so excited to be able to go again uh, and, and pick up more. Yes, I plan on taking notes again. Yes, if there's an extra, you know, if they have extra tests for me, I plan on taking the tests again. Because how do you get better? by hearing something once or hearing it over and over. And I've got a little story to tell you about that. Bart covered some of the same material every day because he wanted to really drill it into our heads in Silver School um, with different slants on it. But still, he, he covered it, he talked about it. And on Wednesday, which is the third day, because it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So on Wednesday, he said something. And I'm taking notes, I take pretty decent notes, right? He said something, I wrote it down. I'm like, well, he never said this before. But as I'm looking back on my notes from Monday and Tuesday, it's written down in the notes on Monday, it's written down in the notes on Tuesday and on Wednesday. But it just didn't click with me until Wednesday. So that's happened for some times. And Bart, being a master coach, a master trainer, you know, he does inspire you to be better and better. And Michael is just just flipping amazing all the way around. Um, and Jackie is superb. You know, like there's so many good people who go. Um, and the, and those, you know, Mark, Michael and Bart are the teachers. Jackie's the host. I mean, it's just it's just a great place to be and to be able to enjoy that. And um, it'll be the third time at school, you know, in the popo school, and then I saw Bard at conference. It'll be the fourth time spending, you know, spending a good chunk of time with them. So I'm I'm really excited about it. And and like I said, to learn more, to bring more back to you guys to 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 make myself better. You know, because life's all about me. <laughs> um, but seriously it's it's so absolutely life changing. I've done a lot of different workshops and I, I take stuff away from everyone. Um, even if it's what not to do training wise, but what to do, um, one of them was really good for personal development and goal setting and everything else. And that, to me, that was a huge takeaway from one of them. Um, one of them is something that was really good with fearful dogs with different workshops I've gone to. We just did the body work one with Marina and that has been something I had been looking for was the gate stuff. If you see a dog walking funny, what's wrong with them and how can you help them? So the bodywork stuff I just did on all mine except for Roo. Roo needs to get his nails done and he needs to do the bodywork. And I want to show Rich and Luke how to do that so they learn how to do that. Um, But it's nice to be able to do it. It's nice because it contributes to our whole holistic approach um, because it is not just – training right it's not just what it is that you do it's the mind it's the body it's the soul it's the food that you put into the dog it's being outside in nature you know there's a reason i have over five acres here you know and why this is what we were looking for is because it's it's fantastic for the dogs kim just says every time i go i hear something new or differently yeah yeah and, you know, as you get caught up in, like, I've already passed. So I don't have that over my head anymore, you know, for the test, because it's a pretty hefty test. Um, you know, I have my notes. I'm going over my notes before I before I go. Um, you know, from before I've been trying to live the Nipopo lifestyle, because it's it encompasses everything, which is great. Everything that's good is encompassed by it. And if something works, great, it works. It, whereas opposed to there's other trainers, there's other um, training styles and training systems where it must be this way, period. Well, what about this other way? It could work on this dog. Nope, that's not part of the system. Well, wait a minute. Aren't you doing You know, like, shouldn't you learn more ways to do things? I'm not trying to limit your ways to do things. So I like it because it's, it's lazy training. The dog acts and we react, which is fantastic. I don't want to be the cheerleader doing his bark calls of the cheeky, cheeky, chocky dance. Uh, you know, you want the dog to do it. And I love that. It's just, I can embrace that wholeheartedly training service dogs. You know, and like today, what happened today? The first time was stressful, Kim said, totally stressful. Hoya. Oh, yeah. um, and that's, I had uh, done a Duke workshop earlier in the month before I went to Nipopo Silver just to kind of prep me. And he knew I was going, so he was, you know, helping quiz me during his workshop. But it's still, he's like, you've got this. And I'm like, but well, what if I don't? I can't fail, you know. And he's like, "You you've got it. Just pay attention and take notes and do good." I'm like, okay. Um, but we, you know, I was in the wheelchair today. I couldn't get up and and work Django much. Part time wheelchair user. I am able bodied, so I don't have to sit in the wheelchair. So I'm sure some people were like, "She's faking," because like, he had to go. Pot- well, we wanted to see if he had to go potty. So I stood up to see if he had to go potty and take him to the potty area. You know, I wanted to walk some, so he gets some walking and some wheelchair time. So as I'm walking, you know, Rich is pushing an empty wheelchair. Well, it wasn't the ghost of Christmas past that he was pushing around. You know, it just it was an empty chair um, because I was using that time to walk some, um, which is good, you know, which is really good. I walked quite a bit today, which is super. Uh, But then I also felt terrible. And um but one of the things we need to work on with him with the wheelchair is he needs to learn behind. And what behind is, is if he's in heel or inside, but if he's in heel position, um, and he needs to get better with side, because again, first time work being, he needs to get better on everything. Um, what we need to do is get him behind me by whoever's pushing me. So say I'm going through a narrow doorway. What you gonna do? You know, like he could go in front of me or he can go behind me, he can't go in at the same time. And while he would love to ride on my lap, that's not gonna happen. So that's why we have to teach a behind. So while while I was sitting at Epcot waiting for them, we were working on behind. So it was a lure, so I'm sitting in the chair and just turning around, luring him behind me. And when he's behind me, click and treat. Now he wasn't directly behind me, because we're shaping him, but he's behind me, click, and then he comes to me for the treat. Behind, click, comes to me for the treat. Um, we did it maybe tops of a half a dozen times. Like he has no way he knows what behind means, but he needs to. Um, He needs to work on the heel side, and he needs to work on the other side. He needs to know where to position himself so he doesn't get his foot run over again, because he got his foot run over once. You know, he needs to know when it's an appropriate time to do uh, the deep pressure therapy to put his paws up on my lap, and when it's not because I'm still rolling or it's not locked. Um, Michelle says she's a part-time wheelchair user. Yeah, I didn't even know there was such a thing, Michelle. and oh my God, that would have changed my life years ago. Because you know, there's been times that we've gone. I remember we went to Epcot for my birthday a couple years ago, because Epcot's Luke's favorite. So we go there. You know, if it's something, you know, super. And usually I bring a service dog. Well, this time I had Arrow, because you know I'd usually have Arrow. Um, but we got to Epcot and I was not feeling good at all. And they wanted to go back to Japan. Well, you have to go as far through the park as possible. And there was no way I could walk that. So I said, you guys go, I ate up at the electric umbrella, which is the one right behind the big golf ball. And then I just, I laid outside. I, I found a little nook and I laid down and he went underneath my legs to, to you know get him up in the air. I had to get more blood into my corn, into my head and stayed with me and so many people came over and asked if I was okay, if they can get help. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm Like I'm just waiting for them. <laughs> but it was terrible, you know, like I went for my birthday and I couldn't enjoy it with my family and I want to. So we are in the process of two different things. Um, Larissa actually found an amazing wheelchair. So we are talking with them, and we're also, um, you know, possibly purchased that one. Um, out of, it is 50 pounds. It is foldable. It is safe for airline transit. It is comfortable because she brought it out. Um, it's pretty, which is also nice. Um, and it's under $3,000 so we're looking at that but we would have to purchase that outright the insurance only works with this one organization and i got a call from them today to set up what's called a I think a seating and an analysis so they i meet with a the physical therapist for an hour to an hour and a half and go over what i can do what i can't do how what i think i need in a wheelchair what they think i need what the wheelchair person will you know measure me and they'll build a total custom chair but to get an electric chair, it's because I need an electric chair in the house. And I'm like, well, technically, like walking from, you guys know I filmed this in the bedroom, right? So if, you, if you're watching this, this is the bedroom. Down the hall, and then I'm in the living room. So it's not like it's a, a huge with a lot of mazes or anything, but there were times that Richard, or Luke, or one of the dogs has to help me get from the living room to the bedroom because I'm so dizzy I can't stand I'm like, yes, I do produce it in the house. For sure, I can't stand and cook dinner. I have to pull a stool over to sit and cook dinner because when I stand, I get too dizzy. like, come on, this is really my life? Like, I don't know any other way to be, but still, it's annoying. Larissa said, Finn needs to work on behind and not getting his feet run over in my power chair. Uh, I worked it with him today, and he did great minus getting his feet run over a few times. Yeah, and and that's part of it, Larissa, is... (laughs) Hi, we're at Disney's, the greatest place to introduce something. You know, we can introduce it here like what we were doing with Finn. Um, We can introduce it, you know, outside, inside, go to Walmart, go to Publix, go to Brownwood and work him there. Even whenever we met up with you and Finn, I had Erebus. I didn't have Django. Um, And there, uh, Larissa shared the link. It's foldandgowheelchairs.com. And she says, I couldn't recommend that chair more. She got the MagShock one um, in teal because it's super pretty. Uh, But it's super, Larissa, you need to get the link. (laughs) You need to get the share link from you so you get the 1% back um, for merchandise and stuff. Loki will need to work on it too. Yeah, Deb. Well, we could do something, Deb. If you can make it out here, I'm gone November 7th to the 17th, which means I am not doing this. No, I am doing this next weekend, which is the 5th. I will be here on the 5th. I will not be here on the 12th because we're gone the 7th to the 17th. So we'll do something. Karen and I will do something hopefully some night, but I can't guarantee times. And I'm not going to say, this is an amazing conversation, Bart and Michael and, and um, Jackie and all these amazing trainers, but we have to go do a podcast. Maybe we can do something there. I don't know, but I'm not gonna, I'm not going to worry about it. We'll do something, of course, while we're gone or when we get back. Oh, Miller's need to get the referral stuff set up. That's great. Um, But Deb, so we're going to the 17th. Let me know before or after what works for you to come out here, and we can all work on them together. And anyone else who needs wheelchair stuff who's training with us, Um, because even if you don't need it, you know what? You can use it. And it's actually we're going to work on that also during our service dog school the end of February. So we have um, February. I want to say it's the 21st to the 24th. It's four days. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And we're doing service dog school, the Nipopo way here at the ranch. Um, boom, we've had a lot of people sign up. We were going to cap it at a dozen. And we flew by a dozen with like four and a half months left to go before the workshop actually started. Yikes! So we were going to do it inside here, but we decided instead we're going to either. We have two options, guys. One is to get a party tent, but the problem with a party tent in Florida is there's no airflow because the party tent will block it. And February, the end of February, is usually pretty decent. The other option is we have a double carport and another carport that are like like that. There's a little bit of a gap, maybe about a four foot gap between them, without a roof on it with, but it, it has the concrete you know, the poured concrete flooring. It has a roof. It has, like, one of them has one side on it. Uh, We can get a big old barn fan if we need to. Uh, You know, we can get, like, maybe bug net if we need to, but we can use that and set up over there, and then we have room for the dogs, we have room for us, we have room for working, and then we have the whole outside. The only problem is we also have the cows and the goats that they can see and the chickens. So it's gonna be a little bit more distracting than in the house, but it's going to get them a little bit more back to nature, which is also nice. And you get to see my cows and my goats and my chickens. So we're debating on where we want to set everything up at. You know, do we want to do it outside? Do we want to do it inside? Um, you know, but yeah, so we have that. Uh, and we're going to do wheelchair work at the service dog school as well. This type of stuff and more. And more. Because you all need to understand um, a lot of service dog trainers are able-bodied. Okay, and don't understand what it's like to be in a chair. And I don't understand. I'm still learning. You know what's the most annoying thing is all the doors, bar the ones that are automatic, are a pain to open when you're in a wheelchair. So you know how you can open it is you stick your legs straight out and you just go through it, and it's going to open automatically. Even the little swing gates, like getting on the monorail, um, there was from Epcot, to get from Epcot to Magic Kingdom. You go up, and you go up the elevator, and then there's, like, two... They're not even gates. I don't even know why they're there. They're just tubes that make a gate, and you have to open. One opens towards you. One opens away from you. Like, it, they don't make it easy. It's it's a pain. I'm using the bathroom, those swingy doors. Like, they're never going to swing the right way. Um, and trying to get in there with it. Trying to exit. So I was in a companion, saw the door was heavy. Trying to open it up with Django, with the chair. You know, and just me. Usually if Rich is with me, I will leave him the chair and I will walk the dog into the bathroom with me. But sometimes I'm like, no, I really don't feel good. I, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and then once I get the, the electric chair, probably the one Larissa has, the MagShock one, I'm not going to leave my chair outside unless it is with Rich. You know, but it's one that you, you can, you know, wheel in there, you can drive in there which makes it easier, which also means he doesn't have to push me all over the place, which means if Karen and I wanted to go to the parks all by ourselves, we can because right now I'm not having her push me throughout the park whenever she has Holstein and I have a dog too. You know, it's just too much, and I'm not, I can't push myself because, yay, airless, airless Um, shoulder issues, wrist issues, that's not happening. I'm pushing myself throughout the park or pushing myself on my own anywhere. It gets to be a pain, and then you're like, crap, it's just me. Just me. Uh, So Larissa said, you also never know if you will see someone out in the world in wheelchairs or if you'll get hospitalized and they put you in a wheelchair. If you train your service dog and service dog and training to work next one, you will be prepared. Oh, exactly. Um, there's been people that we've worked with who they're fine, they're fine, they're fine, and then their condition gets worse. Well, not fine, or they wouldn't be needing a service dog. But they're doing well, and then their condition gets worse. Or uh, like me, I just got the diagnosis for the airline demos, and... I didn't know that that's what it was. I just thought I was really, really clumsy. (laughs) I'm not. Well, I could be, but that's not why my shoulder hurt for a year. That was because of the airless stainless. That's not why my knee doesn't still hurt me because of basketball injury whenever I was 11 years old. Like, I thought, no, my knee hurts because of that and because of the airless stainless and the other knee and the ankles and the hip. I told Rich the other day, I'm like, my hip hurts. And by the evening, it was okay, but then the knee started hurting on the other side. And I'm like, seriously, what the heck? You know, I don't want to complain and bitch too much, but gosh, like, really? Uh, it can be a little bit overwhelming. So I told him, I said, you know, my hip hurts. And he's like, I'm a suck at old. I'm like, shut up. You're older than I am. This isn't supposed to be happening whenever I'm in my young 40s, you know, that my hip hurts. I'm like, and it's not... Old people hip stuff. It's it's because I have a visible disability. Leave me alone. Um, but yeah, yeah. So the wheelchair stuff we'd like to do, but like, and then it, there's also the freedom. Like I don't have the freedom right now with with it, with having to push myself because there's only so many places I'm going to go and, and push myself. One of the things Rich asks me every night, he goes down and he feeds the goats and he puts the chickens away. Well, the chickens put themselves away. He just closes the door, make sure they're all in there. But he's like, "Do you want to come down with me and feed the goats?" And I'm like, I can't. "Like by the, the end of the day, I am exhausted. I just want to take a nap and sleep and do nothing. I can't go down and see the goats. I can't walk down there. Well, with the chair, with the chair that Larissa had found, you can go in the dirt. You can't go in the sand like the beach sand. But I should be able to go here. And if I get there and it won't go, it's 50 pounds to pick it up. Like it's not bad. It's totally doable." Michelle says, that would be me. I got my chair last month and I'm still working things out. Yeah. You know, and Michelle, if you find like a idiot's guide to using a wheelchair on a part-time basis, let me know because I'd be very interested because it's, you learn things by talking to people who are in a chair. So I've asked Larissa questions. You know, I'm like, what do you do in this situation? I've asked some other people questions because I'm like, I, I don't know, like, how do you navigate a bathroom? You know, so then you're looking up on YouTube, huh, how to navigate a bathroom in a wheelchair and it's just like come on like there's so much stuff that and then you get a wheelchair and a service dog especially a service dog in training and you're like you've got to be kidding me like I don't know how I'm going to navigate all of this stuff um, it's just it's too much way too much I tell people I don't mind getting old but my body isn't taking it well right and Terry says she finally got her rheumatologist appointment in January Well at least you got it I'm sorry it's in January yeah, they told me so. I did talk to them. I told you that they need to. Um, um oh, what do they need to do? They need to have make make an appointment, get the okay from from the doctor, um, make the appointment. It, it'd be up in Leesburg, which is like a half hour away from us, um, to go in for an hour to an hour and a half and and get tested and fit for and everything, um, for the chair. And then they take what everybody says and they submit it to the doctor to get her to sign off. And they submit it to the insurance to get them to sign off on it. And then after all that's done, then they start putting it together for you. Seriously? Like, how long are we talking? Oh, weeks, because it's totally customized just for you. We don't have, like, one up on the shelf that we pull off. Like, it's customized for exactly what you need in your specifications. I'm like, well, that's great. But... You no know, time is of the essence, as Judge Milian would say from the People's Court. Like, I would like to be able to go out without having to rely on somebody to push me. It's aggravating and it's annoying. Um, but apparently it's only if you need it in the house, like I said. So we're talking. It's already been, because I had mentioned it to her at the beginning of September. So here we are at the end of October and we're getting the ball rolling. So it's already been almost two months. And if it's going to be a minimum of two more months, seriously, is it ever going to happen? People should check with their insurance because Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida only covers one no matter what. My portable electric scooter is great, but I can only use it in home or if someone loads the car. That's, thank you, Deb. That's what I needed. Yeah. No idea about Medicare, but we'll see. The point is uh, being just know what you're going to what you might need in the future, not just now. So Deb, you need to look at the one that Larissa shared, um, the fold and go wheelchairs. They're under 3,000. You know, I really don't think that's bad since most people have a pretty hefty deductible on their insurance anyway. But they had mentioned to me about an electric scooter. I'm like, I don't want an electric scooter. Like, I can't do an electric scooter that needs two hands whenever I have a service dog. Well, if they're only doing it for in the house, that's what's gonna happen is it's going to be a scooter because that's all you need in the house is an electric scooter and um, it doesn't matter if it can load into your car because they only look and see if you need it in the house. I totally get the insurance now. Oh my God. So yeah, like I said, we're going to go down that road and see. Um, I'm talking with the Fold & Go people just because I am over six foot tall. I'm 6'2". It was just a little bit, I thought my knees were a little bit too close to my chest um, while I was in it. Uh, so I'm like, is there any way that we can fix it? And so they're like, well, tell me what the problem is. So like, do you feel like, can your legs not bend? Like, is it just too high? Like, what what's up? So what they can see. So I'm like, what a fantastic company to work with. Um, plus, they're the people who work there are in wheelchairs. Like, they designed it based on what they needed. Because they know. Because they're not able-bodied people who are saying, People in wheelchairs need this. Really? No, that's not how things go. Um, so, so yeah, that's, I figure we'll see what happens, but I don't really know how much I'm holding my breath um, with that. So, yeah, they. I think they do have red. I know they have a lot of colors. I like the turquoise teal. Um, I like the slate. I like the purple, but it seems a little dark. Um, and then it has some really ugly colors, too. Um, Catherine says, I tried using a scooter even before Marshall, and it was very awkward in tight spaces. Power chairs are much easier to navigate with a service dog, at least for me, especially in bathrooms. Yeah, and Larissa said, hers falls so small and like can be lifted into a trunk pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. And it, like I said, it's only 50 pounds. Now, Deb, I know you're on your weight restriction that you, can't, you still can't lift 50 pounds, but somebody could for you, and it'd be easier. And Pam says, hey, hey, we got the boot. Well, I don't think they went down and got the booties yet. I think they, I don't know, they might have. But thank you, Pam. I really appreciate that. Pam loves to um, stop at rummage sales and stuff. And she keeps finding me dog booties. Like, amazing dog booties. Like, awesome brand dog booties. And so she picks them up for us. And she brings them here. And then what we're going to do with Hope is, you know, as we're at the parks and we see dogs who need it, especially if I'm in a wheelchair and we have little pouches in the back, you know, we can offer that to the dogs because all dogs in the park should have booties. Notice I didn't say paw protection because they shouldn't have wax on because what happens to wax when it gets hot, guys? Wax melts. It melts. So they... Um, they need to have the booties on, and the whole, like, well, I put paw wax on them. Well, this isn't the cold. This is Florida, where it gets to be super hot pretty quickly. They need the booties. Um, and Karen has a new type she's trying out. Um, I have, what do I have, Muttlock something. I will find it um, and tell you what it is. Let me pull it up here while I'm talking to you. But it was really cheap, mutluck dog. Booties, because I don't know if it's mutluck.com or mutlucks.com, search. Oh, Muttlucks are, looks like they're on Chewy, too. That's pretty cool. Now, if you have um, a service dog and you're looking at booties, uh, Ruffwear and Muttluck are the two brands that we recommend. Now, the nice thing with Muttluck is if you're a member of the International Association of Assistance Dog Partners, IAADP.org, um, you get a discount for mutlucks. Yeah, you do. So I have a few of these here. Now you've got to look. There's one called Original Fleece Line muttlocks. Do we need that in Florida? No. Snow Mushers. No, I don't need that in Florida. Um, I do have the Mud Monsters for Gypsy, that purple color right there. Um, And then the Wolf Walkers. That's what I've been using with Candy and with Django just because I don't have the full-size booties for them yet, you know, the ones with the Vibram soles. Um, So we're seeing how, how these go. Um, The mutt trackers I'd like to try because those are new, the mutt trackers. And then the hot doggers, I do have a set of hot doggers. I do like the wolf walkers better than the hot doggers. But what does the hot doggers say? For indoor or outdoor, non-skid vinyl sole provides traction on smooth surfaces. Indoor and outdoor use protect from snow, ice, and dirt. So that's snow, ice, and dirt, right? Whereas the wolf walkers say... A mid-range dog boot created to satisfy for a step above quality without the frills. Flexible soles are positively comfortable and adapt to paw shape and movement. Um so what it is is that's a leather bottom and like a vinyl top. Flexible, lighter, lighter duty leather soles and water resistant nylon upper provides comfort and flexibility. Uh, it's a stretchy leg cuff, reasonable mesh bag, protects paws from snow, ice, heat, and dirt. Protects injured and sensitive paws and machine washable. Machine washable just retreat the leather soles after each wash. So, let me grab this link here to share with you guys. This is what I've been using. You know, the price of this to get four of them for say medium sized booties, um, which is a set for the dog, four, right? But some of them sell in two, so you've got to watch it. Um, but four of them are $30. So, 30 bucks. You get a nice set of booties for your dog. That's pretty cool. Kay says she needs the three parts taken apart, the upper part, the motor, and the lower part so you can put it in the car with three parts or folding one is about 50 pounds with motor, 25 pounds without motor. She's looking for one herself. Kay, check out that um, Fold and Go. Uh, Kathy says she loves her booties. Yeah, Kathy got some nice booties. Um, Aaron asked, um, how much does Django weigh and how old is he now? Sorry, I've watched. I haven't watched one of your lives in so long. Django is now eight months old. Um, he turns eight months old last week. Uh, I don't know what he weighs. Um, I do need to weigh him. Um, Deb says her scooter does break apart, as Kay said, but you always have to rely on somebody and I live by myself. Also, it fell on top of me when I went to the, up the driveway at an angle and I thankfully it didn't break anything. So one of the nice things, Deb, with the, um, the fold and go, fold and go wheelchairs, is um, it can go up a pretty steep angle. Trying to find it, here we go. When you search it, if you just search Fold and Go, you have to go down and find the Fold and Go wheelchairs.com site because a bunch of ads come up. So just beware of that. Same if you search just Muttlock, beware because a bunch of ads are gonna come up. Um, So I'm on the Fold and Go uh, Wheelchairs website. But they talk about the angle. So, most standard ramp climbing is 8 to 12 degree slopes. For most other ones, this one you can do slopes up to 25 degrees. So, 25 degree slope. So, if you think 90 degrees, 45 degrees, and then like half of that. Okay. Um, it's also waterproof. So, here's one. Um, some wheelchairs aren't waterproof, and the electrical bits aren't waterproof. So, if you're out, in Florida, <laughs> and it starts downpouring, you're screwed. There's nothing you can do. This one's totally waterproof. You can hose it off. It comes fully assembled and fully charged, which is pretty cool. You can drive it through the airport, and then they'll take it and um, and put it in baggage or put it, you know, from the gate thing over. And they have three different sizes um, depending on what you need. Uh, but, yeah, so that's... That's how they do it. They have, I think, a three-year warranty, and they um, help fix it through um, video calls if something goes wrong. Um, the the tires, you're not going to get a tire because they're not pneumatic, tire. pneumatic tires. They're made of solid rubber, and they're airless. You don't get flats. The casters are made of magnesium. It does not break. The seat cushion is so much nicer than what I had on today. It's a breathable two-ply mesh. Um, this machine washable. So say so you spill something on it, it doesn't matter. But it's video repair, so if you're out and about, it, it doesn't matter. Um, the batteries are located inside the frame, so they're not going to, like, fall off, which is nice. Um, but, yeah, check them out. They have a bunch of stuff up on the um, up on their website on how cool their product is and why you need that. Yep, there you go. Larissa just shared it. Here's a comparison of regular chair to the fold-and-go chair. Um, so, yeah, and the nice thing, they said, mm-hmm. if you can't afford it, because I called them up and I was talking to them about stuff and asking them, they have on their website, you can rent it to try it out. You can rent to buy. Um, you can just rent it for like a month. You can rent it for long term. So And it's 400 a month, I think, is the top. So I don't think that's bad, maybe $350 a month. I really don't think that's bad. It's a little over $10 a day to be able to try out the wheelchair and make sure that's the one that you want. Um, so so that's an option for you as well. You can do the payments. I think it's nine payments of 350 or something not payments of four hundred dollars and it's yours that's like a car payment for only nine months and you get freedom um, which is cool um but they have it with the insurance that you can go through your insurance and try to get one of them which my insurance won't do because my insurance only deals with a certain broker and they don't work with this company or it said what you can do is is buy it and submit for medical reimbursement um, so I was calling them up to ask about that. And so I called up my insurance and asked my insurance. It's like, no, we don't do that at all. You can't do that. No, don't. Um, and the idea was that people don't buy wheelchairs because they're pretty and they want something sparkly and new. They buy them because of medical necessity. And they'll reimburse you for them because you cut out all those middleman steps. Well, like I said, my insurance doesn't want to do that, which sucks. Um, Larissa, uh, Deb says she totally wants what you have, because I certainly am not going to get better with MS, right? Yeah. Um, it's a really nice one, Deb. Um, like I said, the only problem is it's still 50 pounds. So if we can teach Loki to lift it out of your car, <laughs> I think we'll be set. Um, but, yeah, so so it's, it's difficult, and it's difficult working with the new equipment. You know, um, I was bad earlier, I think over the weekend, I had to get my cane out. I was using my cane to walk Django and work him a little bit. While Luke had candy and then we swapped dogs, you know, walking up and down the driveway. And I'm like, you know, like the wheelchair should be able to get up and down the driveway. And if not, we'll get more of the limestone and pack it in a little bit more. Because I'd like to be able to get out and see things. Okay. Um, But, yeah, so there are part-time wheelchair users. And I recommend everybody try it out at least once. See how it goes, especially if your disability can help. Um, You know, can be of help by having it. You know, I think of how much time, energy, stress, trauma I could have saved by going to a wheelchair earlier. And I've talked to people who are like, I'm fighting to stay out of it. And I'm like, why? If it makes your life easier, make your life easier. Stop trying to make it harder. You know, make it easier. Make it and go for it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, That's that's been our fun. Will one of these wheelchairs be able to be locked down on a bus or an accessibility van, yep. Yeah. Um, and you have your lock, too, so you lock it, and then they'll lock it down. So I know whenever we would go, when we'd stay on site and we take the buses at Disney, you know, to and from, the wheelchair, you drive it on there, they'd lock you in, and either you stay in the chair or you get out and you sit, like, in a seat. This actually also comes with a seatbelt. The wheelchair comes with a seatbelt, which is funny and cute. They also now have a little <sighs> UFO-type of disc with wheels on it that you can hook to it, hook to your wheelchair and carry like an extra 60 pound person behind you in case there was like a little kid that you were like going and how cool would that be if I knew anybody who was 60 pounds or under. Um, who looked with me, I would totally get that. But Luke and Rich and I are not 60 pounds or under. I mean goes 60 pounds under. So but yeah I I I think they would be Michelle if you had questions I would just send them an email or give them a call and ask them. Um, but I I don't see why they wouldn't be. Um, but yeah, it's fun things you get to worry about and deal with. And it's not fun. Uh, it's not fun to admit that you need help. Sorry about that, guys. I've been up since 6.30 and I got to bed at like midnight last night because Karen came in and we were talking last night and having a slumber party. And then I've been busy all day. And even though it wasn't just sitting in a chair, I walked around too and worked Django. And, um, and worked with Holstein a little bit and, you know, celebrated Karen's birthday and we had fun. We had super fun. So that's always good. I love having fun and celebrating and spending time with people I like. Um, and people I enjoy spending time with. People who enjoy spending time with me. Um, what questions, you guys have any questions for us? So Jay goes first, hey. Oh my goodness, that was Gypsy. Reminded me of the funniest thing. Gypsy was back in the bedroom, and I had shut her in, and Rich was lying down, so she was back here with him whenever Karen came, because she came late last night. So she came in, and Gypsy was back here, and apparently didn't realize that Karen was here. Then Karen went to bed, and Gypsy went out, and Luke potted the dogs around midnight, and uh, he potted the dogs for the final potty of the night, and Gypsy was outside, and so she came in, and I had already shut the bedroom door, so Gypsy slept in the living room, but apparently didn't realize that Karen was there. Karen was in the office, which is also our guest room in Holstein's bed, which is the, uh, the day bed that we have in there is where she stays. So um, she didn't see Karen. So this morning when the alarm went off at 6.30, I went in there to wake them up, wake up Luke and wake up Karen. And so Karen come, her, hears me. And so she wakes up and she comes out of the room and Gypsy sees her and was so excited. She didn't know what to do with herself. She starts barking this high pitched bark and she's like, throwing herself up against Karen like pet me Karen pet me I love you just chirping with these these high-pitched bars she was so happy to see Karen she had no idea that Karen was here apparently I don't know how like her car was out there I know she had to see the car you know I'm sure she smelled her but she she had no idea that Karen was here and then um, so Karen you know loved on her for a little bit and pet her and told her how pretty she was and how much she liked her and you know asked if she had puppies in there and then uh, whenever we went to Magic Kingdom in Epcot, when we came back, Karen came in. The, well, Karen dropped us off and Luke opened up the door and Gypsy and the Border Collies went out to see us. And she sees Karen again and did the same thing, this high pick. Bark, 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 and rubbing up against her and so <laughs> happy to see Karen. So somehow they're best friends. Um, and... and gypsy just loves her and gypsy gets really excited when any of her friends come to visit it's funny whenever um, one of her friends rosie comes over for a session she gets so excited because they spent time together her and rosie did and they went to the parks together and it was super fun and so that's her new best friend now apparently so i'm like that works that works uh but, but she oh, excuse me guys she was so happy to see Karen. Like she didn't even say anything to me. She wasn't like, hi, mom, I'm happy you're home. She was like, forget you, it's Karen. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay, girl, I'll live with that, I guess. You know, as long as you're happy. But that's part of the golden mentality too, right, is they love everybody. It's just fine. It works. It totally works. Uh, so I'm going to be signing off here. I'm wrapping down, uh, wrapping it up and winding down. Um, and I'm hungry, so I'm going to go get something to eat for dinner um, and something to drink. So we um, next week we're here. The week after that, we are not here. When we come back, we have a special guest. Um, we should have a special guest next week, too. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but we have we have a lot going on. We do. Um, so follow us on Instagram. If you want to see pictures of Django, I put them on Instagram. I put them up on Facebook, and you'll see them. Um... And take care of yourselves. If you have any wheelchair tips for part-time wheelchair users, let me know. Because that's me now, apparently. Um, But, yeah, yeah, let us know what's going on. And uh, I will see you guys next week. Uh, Remember, like, rate, share, subscribe. Um, Find us on your podcast. What's a podcast? You go on your phone, you go to the App Store, and you look up. Podcast and it'll come up with whatever your podcast player is download that and then search for how to train your service dog And that's this um, I take them I download them and I re-upload them um, I download them from from here and I upload it to YouTube and to um, To our podcast so it goes to all the podcast players so you can get on there and you can listen You can go back in time and listen to all of mine, um, which are great. It's a great marathon So, just listen because we've been doing it for about over a year and a half, I think. Um, Because we're super and this is awesome. And some things have changed, and you'll hear that. Some things change as we go about doing it. Uh, There, I had to jot down some notes to do the podcast for tomorrow, which I usually have on here and I forgot to. And about the email that I send out to remember to say about the groups and that we're doing nail nail trims. I'm tired of long dog nails. Um, but anyway, I will see you guys next week. I hope you have a fantastic week. And yay for Django. Like his pictures. Share his pictures because he's super cute. Um, and he's only eight months old. So he's kind of a goob at eight months old. Um, but uh, take care, guys, and catch you next time.